Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you now in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you and we praise your holy name. Thank you so very much, Lord, for allowing us to praise and to worship you. And thank you for your Holy Spirit being here. Lord, I want to pray for each family, each person, Lord, who gave their tithing and offering to you as an act of worship. I want to pray blessings upon them and their families. I want to pray, Lord, for each person here today, Lord, they'll completely die, Lord, to their will, die to themselves, and open up, Lord, their spiritual ears and eyes. They can see and hear and understand your word. I pray for myself, Lord, that I completely die to my will. And I pray, Lord, for an unlimited portion of your anointing power, your spirit to flow through me and upon me to allow the word to flow here this morning. Someone here needs to be born again or healed or set free or delivered from anything, Lord. Let them accept you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Uh, this is the actual ninth part of this teaching. And I don't know when it's going to stop, honestly, when I'm doing this. There's a reason why I'm doing this. Highway of the seed, the bloodline of Noah right now, and today's dealing with a rainbow. Um, we have gone back for the last nine weeks, and we have started teaching the actual understanding of who you are in Christ. The problem is, is that most people cannot defend their faith. They say, I believe in Jesus Christ hallelujah, this kind of thing. They go to college, they go off to school, and they cannot defend who they are. When an atheist or a professor starts challenging your faith, most Christians has no clue how to defend it. And the problem is, most pastors are not teaching what the Bible really has to say. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. We've gone all the way from Adam and Eve, and now we're going all the way to Noah. Eventually, you're going to end up all the way to Christ. If you don't know your background of who you are in Christ, most people uh, has an issue uh, and don't understand what's going on. So we're going we're going to start this. If you go to Genesis eight, Genesis eight, and go over to uh, verses thirteen, we're going to start here. Genesis eight and verses thirteen. Now this is where we left off last time. I want to make sure you see this. We've already gone through Noah and, and, and the ark of why all this happened last week with the dove, the raven, that kind of thing. And now let's pick it back up here in verses 13 through 19 first. And it came to pass in the 601st year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. Look at verses 14. And in the second month, on the seventh and twentieth day of the month, was the earth dried. And God spoke unto Noah, saying, Go forth uh, 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 of the ark, and thou and thy wife, and thy sons, and thy sons' wives, and and thee, and bring forth every living thing uh, that is with thee of all the flesh, both the fowl, the cattle, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth, and be fruitful and multiply in the earth. Verses 18, And Noah went forth, and his sons, and his wives, and his wives with him, every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl, 
whatsoever creepeth thing upon the earth after their kinds went forth out of the ark. <clears throat> now this is important that you get a hold of this. First of all, when you're reading this as a Christian, do you have any idea why God is laying this out by month and date? If you don't mind, put up the biblical calendar. We always bring this out on purpose. You have that there with you because most Christians go by the Gregorian calendar. The Gregorian calendar is from the Catholics. We use it from January to December. That's fine, as I say before, but God does not recognize that calendar. And the reason I bring up this calendar right here is because when you're reading right here in Scripture, and it gives you great detail talking about the second month and the first month, you must know what it's talking about. It's not me, it don't mean February. So let's look and see what it's talking about. The inside here, January, February, March, is our calendar. The outside is God's biblical calendar. So when it's showing you the first month, the second month, and it's giving you the exact day, this is what it is talking about. When I grew up in church, I'd never in my life ever heard of, quote, a biblical calendar at all. So if you're not told these things, all through the Bible you're reading, it says first month or seventh month or third month, you automatically put that on our calendar and try to make it fit, and you start realizing it don't fit. So if you don't understand the biblical calendar, what happens is you think it's all just made up and it's fake. It's not fake and it's not made up. It's just that we have got this Greek thinking in our mind and this is dealing with Hebrew. So you've got to understand how important this is. So I wanted to show that to you for sure to make sure you get a hold of this. So now what's taking place? You've had the flood take place, God who initiated it. And this is what I've told many people and I've said it again for the last eight or nine weeks. You can laugh at Christians and you can say this is a big old fairy tale all you want to. Okay, but I promise you, if you are a born-again believer, either you believe the flood or you can't call yourself a Christian. I know people today who says, I'm a Christian, I believe in the Lord, I say my Romans road prayer, but I don't believe in Noah's flood. Then you're not a Christian. It's just that simple. You cannot say, hey, I say my Romans road prayer and I believe in God, but I don't believe in God's word. It don't work that way. So you choose to believe in evolution and monkeys and primates and what theory says versus what Almighty God has to say. So you choose. For me, it's real simple. God's word is real. I stand on it. I believe Noah's ark was real. The flood was real. Hallelujah. And God brought that judgment for a purpose and there's also more judgment coming. It's real simple. And the world are blinded to what's taking place. Look around what's happening today. Look at all the vaccinations and all the shots and look at all the, all the sickness and all the disease going on and all the fear going on. Look at right now what's happening over here in Paris and Europe. You don't see it on the news. People's writing everywhere. CRT theories. All these things. Finally, kids are speaking out because they're being taught in schools. Don't go home and tell your mom and daddy. The kids now are, are going home and tell their mom and daddy. Okay? The point I'm trying to show you is as we get closer to the end times, your kids and families are being brainwashed and they're being split apart behind all this kind of garbage. What is your foundation? What do you stand on? For me, it's God's word. 
to the, my very last breath, I stand on Almighty God's word. How about you? See, that's what you got to understand. The people today have not gone back to the word of God because they don't understand it. They've only been used to going into church, hearing a joke in a three-point sermon about salvation, going out to eat and going home. I said my prayer. And, I, and they're, they're dumb as a rock about God's word. They have no understanding who they are. They cannot defend their faith. That's why we're doing what we're doing. Bible be a falling away at, at, at the end time, look around. What do you see? A falling away. People are falling away more and more and more to where God's word has become less and less in their life. Churches become less and less. People cares more about life out here in the workplace and what's going on in the world versus God. I'm, I, I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. I guarantee you when the rapture takes place, it's not going to be that much of a big of a deal. Think less people is going to be raptured on what you think. I don't think it's going to be a huge population gone. I think it's going to be less. And the ones that is gone, you're going to have the media start saying how it was UFOs who came and got them. You watch. Because everything that God's word stands for, the world will go against it. Are y'all seeing this? See, most people don't understand this. So there was a flood. And now what happens, look in verses 20. This is amazing what takes place, but most people miss this. Go over to uh, Genesis 8, verses 20, and look what happened after he gets off the ark. And Noah built an altar unto the Lord. And he took every clean beast and every clean fowl and offered a burnt offering um, on the altar. Look at verse 21. And the Lord smelled a sweet Savior, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake, for the imaginations of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite anymore everything uh, living as I have done. While the earth remaineth seed time and harvest and cold, and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Now, what's going on here? What to, and most people is missing this. I don't make sure you see this. If you don't mind, put up the eight covenants and the seven dispensations of time. Now, there's something that's going on in Scripture, and it's all through Scripture. And I was never taught this growing up, but I always teach it since I've been a, a minister. In Scripture, there is eight covenants and there are seven dispensations of time. How many here knows today you're living in what covenant are you in right now? Does anybody know? You're under the last new covenant that Christ fulfilled. What dispensation of time are you in right now? It started from the cross until right now, and it's called grace. There's still one dispensation of time left, and that dispensation of time will take place after the Christians are taken up, and then the kingdom will start. Now, you hear me talk about it all the time. The kingdom of God is so powerful, if you understand what it's talking about, where is God's kingdom at right now? Anybody know? It's inside you. You're the temple of God. That kingdom will manifest back on the earth again during that dispensation. Right now, it's not given to the world system. Well, that's why the world system is blinded and the world don't want it. 
That's why it's only given to true born-again believers. You've got God's kingdom inside you. Now, why is all this important? For you to end up with the new covenant that we have right now, you must understand the covenants behind you. And those covenants was not done away with. They have been fulfilled and they keep rolling on. And the problem is most Christians have no clue about any of this. They've never been taught any of this stuff. So they're sitting here trying, trying to defend a faith that they don't even understand themselves. And pastor's job's calling is to teach this. That's why it's important. When, when he got off the ark and it says he took the clean beast, I've already showed you as a kid when I grew up, all you guys ever taught was that God would know on the ark with animals two by two by two by two. And that is not what the Bible says. He went on the ark two by two by two with unclean animals, but he took sevens of the clean animals. You understand that? That's important. So why, when he gets off of the ark, he takes the clean animals and uses them as a sacrifice. Why? Because going all the way back to the very beginning, you'll find out to where God requires a blood sacrifice. Just like under your new covenant, you have a blood sacrifice. Without it, you will not go to heaven. That's why this is important to understand this. Now, what you're going to see here. Right now, what I'm showing you here, this is where the third dispensation starts and the third covenant starts. The third covenant is the Noahic covenant and it's called, dispensation of time is called human government. Up until this point, God is the one who said, this is what's going to happen, I'm going to judge you, and all of a sudden now, in Noah's time, that's going to change. Under Noah's time, he says, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to judge the earth anymore right, right now. He's fixing to turn that over to human beings. He's fixing to turn government. That's why today government is so important, and most of our government is what? Corrupt. Because Satan's kingdom is on the world system. And every government can either choose to follow God or they can choose to follow the devil. And you can always see it out here. That's why I brought up all these things earlier. When a government starts going crazy and going against Almighty God, it is being controlled by the devil, the God of this world system. Are y'all going to hold this, anybody? That's why it's important to know where and when this took place. So I want you to see how important this is. So, how many understands that it says he took the, the beast, the fowls of the air, the clean ones, by sevens, and he did this as a, as a sacrifice? It goes all the way back. Y'all remember Adam and Eve from the very first covenant here, what happened? When they tried to hide themselves from God and thought they could get away with covering their nakedness up with fig leaves? It doesn't work that way. You cannot cover your sin up yourself or do enough before Almighty God for it to be clean. In other words, if you're not born again, you can't go to heaven. You cannot stand before Almighty God. Your good works will never be good enough. So what must happen? He same way God did with Eve, God took animals and killed them, the Bible says, and covered their nakedness up with the blood of animal skins. That was the very first blood covering, the Bible says. And then you see it going all the way through their, their, their kids. Cain killed Abel. Abel's blood cried out from the ground. 
God always requires that blood sacrifice. And this is what it's showing you here. So now he's starting all over again with Noah, and Noah's taking a covenant. How many here knows as Christians that you have a covenant? See, most Christians don't have, have, have no idea. I say my little prayer, have no idea. Even today, Christians, you have the same covenant given to you. It goes all the way back to Abraham. I remember debating with some, some people, and they could not understand how I had so much peace that I was saying I could go to Almighty God myself right now and talk to God. They said, who do you think you are? I said, I'm a child of God. I have sonship. I've got peace. And I said, I even have the same promises, the same covenant as Abraham. That really flipped them out because they're trying to get to God by their works versus these covenants that Christ fulfilled. Y'all seen this, anybody? And you need to understand this as a Christian and understand that your sacrifice was the Lamb of God. His name is Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Y'all, y'all, y'all seen this, anybody? That's why this is so important that you get a hold of this. And this, now let's go back and look in, in, even deeper than this. Look at verses 21. Go back and look at verses 21. Look at this. What verses 21 says. This is so powerful to me. It says, And the Lord smelled a sweet Savior, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. Did y'all get that? He will not anymore curse the ground for man's sake. Oh, so that means that Christians today teach that the hurricanes and tornadoes and things that comes in, God's punishing people. Well, either they're right or God's right. Which one and which one do you think it is? See, you're, you're wrong by thinking because you don't know the dispensations that God is the one who's sending the hurricanes and God is sending tornadoes and God is sending disease to get mankind. That is not biblical. Read the Bible. God's not doing that. He has already paid the price for mankind. You have nature and then you have the Satan who tries to bring all this stuff up as well. People don't understand this. Even insurance don't understand this. What happened sitting here and a, and a tree falls on your car and kills you or hurts your car? What does the insurance call it? An act of what? An act of God. God didn't do that. God is not the one who's sitting here making trees fall on top of your car to kill you. God's also not the one who's having babies being deformed coming out of hospitals. That's not God doing that. Is anybody saying this? This is how Satan does it. Satan loves to mix it up and blame God for what he is, he is doing. And I want you to see this in Scripture of what it's talking about. Y'all seen this, anybody? Even, even Adam and Eve with a curse upon the ground where he has to work the sweat of his brow, Christ reversed that curse. The curse is still here, but you don't have to live by it. As he sweat over his brow, who bled by their brow? Jesus Christ did, which means if you're in Christ, you can live in the earth and be blessed and walk in that blessing. Hallelujah. Y'all send this to anybody. Look at verses 22, what it says. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and coal and winter and summer. and Okay, so how long is the earth going to last? How long is it going to last, guys? Forever. 
I've read online, I've had people stay here arguing with me. Well, the Bible contradicts itself. No, it don't. They sit here because they don't know God's word. Quote out Peter in different places in the Bible, not realizing the earth will never be destroyed. You just got finished going through a flood. Did the earth move? No, it was judged. It was cleansed. The next time it's going to be cleansed is with fire. You're going to hold this. You're not going to have some accidental meteor that's going to come down and just destroy our earth and we're just hoping that evolution brings us back again. No, God is in control, not evolution, not the devil. This is no accident you're here, guys. I'm sorry, there's proof of that nowhere. None. So believe God's word or believe what you see in the world system. Y'all seeing this? He says it here, as, as long as there's coal and, and summer, night, day, and how long is that going to be, the Bible says? Forever. Forever. Look at Psalms 104, 5. Look what it says. If you believe God's word or you don't. Who laid the foundations of the earth? then it should not be removed for how long? Forever. So if you believe the world system, take that scripture and rip it out of your Bible. You can't have it both ways. The problem is most folks don't understand it. It's just like I've told you many times. At the end, when the, when the world is destroyed by fire, all it's doing is being cleansed. It's like taking an old rusty bicycle, taking it from the dump, and cleaning it up, putting a new chain on it, putting new paint on it, making it all look brand new. It's not going out here and replacing that bike with another bike. This earth will never be. Why? Because God made the foundations. That's what the Bible says. Y'all seen this, anybody? Yes, no, maybe? How many understands that judgment comes after every single dispensation of time in Scripture. It has every one of them. I showed you earlier, every one of them, there is a, a judgment that happens from Almighty God. And you'll see it going from Adam and Eve all the way through, including with us in our time, there's going to be a judgment at the end. That's what the Bible says. But most Christians have no clue about this. We think we can say a Romans Road prayer and just say, I believe in Jesus, and then live like hell and live the way you want to and believe in the world system and go along with the world system because you don't want to be uh, targeted or, or have people look at you like you're crazy. So you're going to go ahead and fit in with the world system. That's exactly what's happening, guys. Pastors are doing it. Churches are doing it. Everywhere. It's sickening what you're seeing going on. For me, if I had to do that, I'd quit tomorrow and start digging ditches. If I cannot preach and teach the true word of God, then why would you be behind a pulpit or why would you call yourself a Christian teaching anything other than that? Think about how, how sick that is. Look at what uh, Mark chapter 4 says. Mark chapter 4 says. I want you to see something here. So powerful. Because it's seed time and harvest time that's what I was talking about. How many here knows that's spiritual and natural? As long as you put an apple seed in the ground, what are you going to get? Apples. You put any kind of seed in the ground, not evolution, not by accident, 
because of the way God has designed it, you're going to get growth as long as you water and the sun hits that seed, you're going to have a harvest time from that seed. Does it make any sense? It's also a spiritual thing as well, and most folks mix, miss this. Even Jesus Christ was teaching the exact same thing. Look at Mark chapter 4 and go over to verses 26. And he says this. He said, so is the kingdom of God. Where is the kingdom of God at again? It's inside you. Watch. As if a man should cast seed into the ground and should, watch this now, sleep and rise night and day, the seed should spring forth, grow up. He knoweth not how, for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself uh, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle because the harvest is come. This is a natural and also a spiritual understanding if you know what God's word is. That's exactly why he was using a blood sacrifice there, doing it God's way. Because God, guys, y'all understand, it's the same thing here with your life right now. If you complain about everything, how you doing, Greg? Well, I'm not all that good. Oh, well. Have you seen folks like always negative, 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 negative? When folks ask you how you're doing, they really don't want to hear all the negative. They really don't. I'm not being mean. But when you speak negative, Thing and you expect negative about everything, guess what's going to happen to you? Negative. Negative. It's a spiritual law. If you speak positive all the time, I'm not saying that you've got the power to attract the world. Even your, your new age folks who believes in the earth blessing them, who believes in attraction, the law of attraction, you've heard the book called The Secret and all that kind of garbage, and it's garbage, okay? It's, it's the devil. It's got nothing to do with God. Same thing with the little cat in the woods. The Southern Baptist embrace. How stupid is that? New Age theories. Okay? It's got nothing to do with God. It still works. In other words, spiritually, Satan has hijacked the very thing that belongs to us. God says, take seed. Well, Greg, I don't have a bunch of money. I don't have a bunch of seed. Have you got a Bible? Have you got a phone? Take your phone and pull up scripture, read the scripture, and now you've got a bunch of seed. If you, you have seed. Okay? How important that is. I'm sorry about this, my guys. It's every time, every single time that you take God's word and you speak what God's word says and believe what God's word says, it will work every single time. Now, you plant the seed by speaking it. And it says, all of a sudden, things start taking place. It might be six months or six years down the road, but the harvest is on the way. Do you believe that? Well, I don't know, Greg. If I can't see it, you're not living by faith. See, if you're the kind of person who wants to see everything before you believe it, then you can never please God. God says what pleases Him is faith. Amen? So God's word, I must believe what it says by faith, just as must be believing some scientists out here, so-called science, of things that's not even true. Which one is it? You can't have both. You cannot be a Christian and 
walk in the world system and believe at the same time. That's called being lukewarm. God said, I will spew you out of my mouth. Choose. Choose God or choose Satan. Which one is it? Light and darkness don't mix, guys. Y'all seen this, anybody? Go, go, go back to Genesis 9. I'm going to show you some deeper stuff here. I want you to see this. So now Noah, who's starting all over again, has a covenant, uses seven animals, clean animals, and look what happens in verses 1 of chapter 9. And God blessed Noah. How many here wants to be blessed? How many here wants God's blessing upon your life? Then believe what he says and do it his way. It's that simple. Bless, bless, bless. I don't know about you, but I want the one who created everything to bless me, not the world system, but God. Look what it says. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. How many here knows what the word replenish means? It means fill the earth. Fill the earth. Now how many understands that this has happened before? Have you heard those kind of words before? Look at Genesis 1.28. Go back to Genesis 1.28. After God made male and female spirits in his own image, God's image is spiritual, God blessed them, y'all remember that, in Genesis, and said what to them? Because this goes back to the very first covenant, the very first dissipation of time, and God said the exact same thing. He said, God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish. Fill the earth and subdue it. Now watch what the change is here though. And subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing um, that moved upon the earth. That's what it said in the very first covenant. But something changes here in Noah's time. How many of you understands nowhere in Scripture that say that Adam and Eve ate meat? It says they had dominion over the fowls of the air and they ate seed time. time. That's why it's important to see the difference here of what it's saying. Now all of a sudden it goes from the very first covenant to the third covenant and the things of the animals change. Go back to Genesis 9 and look at verses 2 and 3. Watch what happens in a third covenant and a third dispensation of time with the animals. Look at verses 2 and 3. All of a sudden now, if he says, replenish the earth, and the fear of you, he's talking to Noah, and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth, upon every fowl of the air, upon uh, all that moveth upon the earth and upon all the fish of the sea. Unto your hands are they delivered. Every moving thing that liveth shall be what? Meat for you. Now you can eat them, he says. And as of the green herb, I have given you all things. Y'all seeing this? I want you to see the difference here. From the very first covenant to the third covenant, God has given mankind power over all the animals, but it goes from um, him being authority over them to the third covenant. Now they have fear of man. That's why when you walk into the woods, a wild animal most of the time will do what? They'll run from you. Okay, God has put that in them. 
that make any sense? Yes, no, maybe. This is where it comes from in Scripture. So I want you to see how important this is and what it's talking about. Let's carry it deeper. Look at verses 4 and 5 of chapter 9. Okay, now watch. He says something now that's different. Now watch. If you wonder where all this stuff comes from, this is where it comes from, God's Word. You can eat the animals, but you cannot eat something in Scripture that I'm going to tell you you cannot eat. What is it, what's it talking about? Look at verses 4 and 5. How many of you have ever heard of cannibalism? This is where it comes from. You are not allowed to eat human beings. Why? Evolution made that up. No, God said so. God, the one who sits in the heavens. God who creates everything. Okay? We didn't come from some primatial monkeys. God said, you're different human beings. You're special. Watch. Look at verses 4 and 5. But the flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall you not eat. He's talking to human beings. And surely your blood of your lives will I require. At the hand of every beast will I require it. At the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of man. Are y'all seeing this? Now this is where everything changes. I want you to see this. How many has ever heard of capital punishment? This is where it starts. This is where it starts right here. Okay, there's nothing wrong with if the government says if you do murder and you do these things and the law says you will be put to death, I've had Christians say, no, we can't, we can't support that. They say that ignorantly because they don't know what God's word says right here. Right here in the third covenant and third dispensation, Almighty God puts that right here in scripture and gives human government to mankind. So whether you disagree or like it or not, God came up with the idea is if you shed man's blood, your, your blood will be shed. So if you do wrong out here, you don't go give the murderer and the rapist a TV and a Game Boy and a way to get college and air conditioning for 35, 40 years while you got some guy on the street out here who's a bum who can't make it. No, you put his little fanny to death, period. I know that's not popular, but we can, we can change him. You can't change anybody. Unless God changes them from the inside, they will not be changed. So am I for capital punishment? 100%. I'm also for what I showed you this. So it breaks into my house tonight and tries to hurt me. I'm going to shoot them. Pray for them as they're dying. Really, I will. I'll pray for you. Now. You try to come into my house and hurt me, I'm going to shoot you and kill you because the Bible says I'm supposed to protect my family. It's not murder. No one's... Ten Commandments does it ever say thou shalt not kill? Well, my Bible says it. No, it don't. No, it don't. Your Bible in translation says thou shalt do no murder. The translation where it says thou shalt not kill is not biblical. Any Bible. It says thou shalt do no murder and murder and killing is different. If a cop is out here protecting you or you're in a war to protect your country and you had to kill somebody to protect another innocent life, you will not be held accountable for that according to God. That's not murder. Y'all get a hold of this? But see, that ain't taught. So the world system will tell you how to think. 
The world system will tell you what you're supposed to believe. The world system will say, let's change some words around. Don't go kill the whale or the baby seal or don't go kill the baby animal over here because we're also animals and they're hurting. Now, I don't want to go kill a, ba a baby seal either or a whale, but because we're selfish, let's go change the wording around for human beings and call that a fetus that ain't human and we can kill that because I don't want to have the burden of taking care of it. Y'all with me? It's quiet, but it's truth. It's called murder in God's eyes. Abortion is murder whether you like it or don't like it and you will be held accountable for it because God says human beings are above animals. Now, do I want to go ahead and kill an animal for the fun of it? No. But if you're in a forest and you got to eat and you get tired of eating seeds all the time, go kill your rabbit or deer and eat. Okay. Go kill a human. So all these crazy folks out here who's killing babies just for the fun of it because they take their own law into their own eyes and forget what God says because they don't care what God says. I'm showing you what Almighty God has to say about it under his covenants. And guess what? God does not change. Is anybody seeing this, anybody? I know it's not popular, but this is, this is what, what's what the Bible says. Look at, look at verses 6. Genesis 9, verse 6. Whoso sheds man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. That's not what I say, it's what God says. It's real simple. I hope the guy who did it asked for forgiveness. And I hope he's right with God when he dies. But the law says, if they want to put you to death, you should support it. So don't be some crazy little Christian out here in front of the courthouse marching with signs saying, the Bible says thou shalt not kill. That's not what the Bible says. You just don't know what you're talking about. And I see more Christians out here doing this stupidness because they don't, they've been taught God's word. Y'all seen this, anybody? God knows what he's doing. It's written perfectly in scripture if we just listen to it. Look at, look at verses 7 through 11. Watch this right here. It gets deeper. Now, I know this is going to offend somebody, but I, I'm used to it. I'm used to, the Bible speaks for itself, and the Bible always will offend. So I hope you don't get offended with this, but look what the Bible says. Verses 7. It says, And you, be ye fruitful, and multiply, and bring forth abundantly in the earth, and multiply therein a watch. And God spoke to Noah and his sons with, with him, saying, And I, behold, establish my covenant with you and your seed after you. Now watch. And every living creature. How many knows under this covenant, God even makes a covenant not only with Noah, but his children and the animals. So when the animals now look up and see something he's fixing to give them, they know as well. This is a covenant from God. God puts it inside them. Look what it says here. Every living creature that is with you of the fowl, of the uh, uh, cattle, of every beast, uh, uh, earth with you from all that go out from the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of the flood. Neither shall there be any more be a flood to destroy the earth. God has already done that once with Noah's ark. And there's also one before that. How I many he knows there was another flood before Noah's ark? That's in Genesis 1, Genesis 2. 
I ain't got time to teach all that right now. This is the second flood. Okay? Let's carry it deeper. Look at verses 12. He made us kill with animals and man. This is pretty cool. Now watch what he says here. And God said, this is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you. For the perpetual generations, I do set my bow. That would be a rainbow. Watch. In the cloud. And it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. Now, Brother Greg, now you know a rainbow is just where the atmosphere and the rain and the clouds come together. Shut up. Quit, 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 quit being so stupid. People try to sit here and, and come up with all this goofy stuff. Bottom line is, God created the rainbow. God put it there for a reason. Whether you want to believe it or not, you can try to use all the technical terms of why it's there. It's not there by accident. And all the colors of the rainbow, God put there for a reason for the animals and for humankind to show you, yeah, you're going to have floods upon the earth. We have it all the time. But he's never going to flood the whole earth again with judgment of water because the next time will be fire. Okay, it's going to happen. And I've already taught you about what the water and the fire means. Now, look at um, verses uh, 14. And it shall come to pass, watch, when I bring a cloud over the earth. Who brings a cloud over the earth? Science does it? No. Evolution does it? No. God does. Watch. That the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all the flesh and the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all, all flesh. Now watch. And the bow shall be in the cloud and I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between, uh, between God and every living creature of all the flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, this is the token of, of my covenant which I have established between me and all the flesh upon the earth. And the sons of Noah that were went forth uh, of the, from the ark was Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Ham is a father of Canaan. Now watch. There are the three sons of Noah and of them which of the whole earth overspread. Now what happened or who has tried to take over the rainbow? Y'all already know the answer to this. Who's the, who's the nutcases out here? Who's, who's the devil's behind them? Which is the L G B Q queer? What do you want? Trans? Everybody, all these folks have stolen, stolen God's rainbow and try to make it something that it is not. How many knows that God has created the rainbow? Satan always comes back and tries to take what God has created and the meaning behind it and make it something sickening and nasty. What it is? And I say it in a mean way. Guys, I feel sorry for people who has mental issues. And it is a mental issue. I mean, you know how embarrassing it is right now? Over our health department in the United States, you have a goofy-looking person that's a guy who mentally thinks he's a girl, so he dresses like a girl. They've, they've even changed it now in the books. <laughs> it's sickening to where a person 
that has babies has always been called a mother. Mother. Because fathers can't have babies. But the world system says, yes, they can. They can go through their period. They can have babies too. You're, you're mental. So now government, they've changed the law. They've changed the wording to call it birthing people. Birthing people has, has the babies. No, birthing people are all mothers. Okay, I'm just trying to give you an idea. But Greg, you should be saying that. Why shouldn't I be saying that? Why? Why can't I say the truth? See, most pastors won't do what I'm doing right now because they might offend you. So what? I'd rather you be offended right now with what God's Word says and it will save your life and go to heaven than to sit here and go against God's Word and go straight to hell. You've lost your mind. I feel sorry for these people. It's called mental, mental issues. We sit and celebrate mental issues now and go against what God says. And they say you Christians are evil and bad because you believe what God says. That's exactly what's happening right now as we speak. Is anybody seeing this? So Satan has stolen the rainbow flag to a point to where most people today won't dare wear, if you wear anything rainbow today, everybody knows you're a homosexual or lesbian or you support it. Everybody knows that. Now, Greg, it's okay because I can be a Christian too. No, you can't. Who, I don't know who's lied to you. You cannot. It's, it don't work that way. You have a mental issue. Think about how dumb that is. Seriously, guys, I'm not being mean. As I said all the time about cat and dog. If I take my little dog who's 13 years old and put him in a litter box and teach him how to scratch in a litter box and, and, and go pee, that still don't make him a cat. He can try to meow all he wants to. He's still a dog. It don't matter how you change things. That's what's happening in school today. Poor kids. I feel sorry for them. I really do. Parents, you need to train your kids, teach them what God says, or they will be brainwashed. If you put your kid in kindergarten and go all the way through high school and especially through college and you don't teach it from home what God's Word says, by the time they get older, they will be brainwashed in the system of the world today. Y'all seeing this? It'll be hijacked just like this flag was hijacked. Y'all want to go deeper into this? We're almost done. God's a blood covenant. God set the rainbow, not man. How many here knows that God has, has set through Noah this blood covenant? And something that I didn't realize over the years, and there's a reason for this, and we'll get into it deeper next week about this, but Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, is how it's, how it's worded. But how many here knows that Japheth was the oldest son. He was, he was, most of us don't realize how it's worded. They missed it. I want you to see that there's a reason for this. Go over to Genesis 10, and look at verses 21. Japheth was the oldest. Unto Shem also the father of all the children of Eber. Under the word Eber, the brother of Japheth, the elder even, that's what it says, the elder even to him were children born. Shem was the middle child, stuck right in the middle, and then Ham was the younger. Look at Genesis 9.24. Genesis 9.24 says this. 
And Noah woke from his wine, more on that next week, and knew what his younger son had done. So, Shem, on purpose, is the middle son. Now, this is important that you get a hold of what's taking place here and what it's talking about. Why am I bringing this out to you? Because under the spiritual blood covenant, without this, it will not work. And I want you to see this. The word Eber, okay, it says that Shem is the children of, of all of Eber. The word Eber, the, the origin of the Hebrew word Hebrew goes back to Eber, which means Shem's name is going to be great, which means where you get the Hebrew at goes back to Shem. That's why without that, there is no Jesus Christ. That's what you got to understand. We just take it for granted today, but I want you to see what's going on him. Why is that important? Where do you think Abraham come from? Abraham's line goes back to Shem. Okay? That's why it's important to see the, the, the layout here in Scripture. And you can read later Genesis 14, 13, and you'll see that through Abraham's line, his descendants, and it's the very first person ever referred to as a Hebrew, which is Abraham. And Hebrew goes back to Shem. I just want you to see that on purpose, guys. Okay? Now, next week I'm going to get into it deeper about the three sons and the blessing, okay? I want you to see what happened with Noah, his three sons, and where the blessings come from. Here's why this is important, guys. You today cannot have a church without Shem. It goes back to Adam and Eve and all the way through Seth and all the way through Noah, and you'll sit going all the way through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jacob's name to Israel. Without Israel, there is no Christ. That's, there is no fulfillment of the law. So anybody who thinks today, push away Israel and then have your own um, biblical way up to heaven, you've been lied to. There's only one way. His name is Jesus Christ. So look here at Genesis 3.15. That's where it all goes back to. And I want you to see this. Because next time we'll get into it about the promised seed. Okay? Now I started off 10 weeks ago. If you remember in Genesis 3.15, when Adam and Eve, okay, Want to guess what God said, or Eve did, and they were cursed, and here it picks up when God is speaking to the serpent, which is Satan, and he's speaking to Adam and Eve. Look what he says here again. I will put in enmity, which is separation between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. That was a very first scripture starting back to the highway of the seed. For the last 10 weeks, I've been showing you this seed. Okay? And right here, Shem, okay, is that seed line, the promised seed line that will produce Jesus Christ. Y'all get anybody? Without that Jesus Christ, then you have a false Jesus. There's a lot of people today who's trying to follow Jesus minus the Christ, minus the spiritual kingdom, and minus Israel, that is another gospel, and you will not go to heaven. I can promise you that. You're not going to find it in Scripture. Nowhere, ever, where you, church, Gentiles, ever replaced Israel. Nowhere in Scripture. 
Nowhere at all. Matter of fact, as I said, this will be coming on Wednesday night. We're right now in Acts chapter 9. And all the chapters before that, there's not one mention of any Gentile yet. So far, the whole New Covenant church, everything is based on Israel, 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 all the way through all the things that's happened. Later on, Gentiles, you get blessed and you get grafted in. When you get grafted in, God didn't change it to Greek. Grafted in, expects you to have what I'm showing you right here. Y'all getting a hold of this? And it will promise you as we go through this, by the time we get done with this, don't know when it's going to be, you will have plenty of messages and understanding from who you are in Christ going all the way back to your heritage of who you are and how it came, came to be. You need to understand this, and the Spirit will teach this to you. Amen? Can we stand to our feet? As we get ready to close, if you're here today and you are not born again, not being religious, if you're not born again, in other words, if you don't know for a fact, without any doubt, if you die today, you're going to go to heaven. Not based off your works or saying some little Romans Road prayer. That's not going to save you. But you know inside, you know if you've been born again. You have peace, you have joy, understanding. You can go through anything and you know who you are in Christ. If you don't have that, it's your opportunity. I can't save you. God says He will. The Spirit of God is here. The Word of God is being preached. Truth is here. If you need to come pray, I'll pray with you. Or you can pray right here, right here where you are. There's no walking the aisle, magical thing that's going to change anything. If you are here today and you know you've been saved, born again, and God tells you to come pray for a loved one, then you come do that. What's your need today? There's nothing too big for God. He can do anything. How many here believes that? Have faith. So what's your need? We'll stop right here. I hope you got something out of this today. I know it's a lot, of, a lot of teaching, but I'm trying to bring and show you in Scripture how who you are, where it's coming from, what it means. Um, don't forget next week. I promise you, it's going to go deeper and deeper and deeper. If if um, if you can, y'all stay and eat today and fellowship with each other. Oh, we got food out here. Uh, Caleb, do you mind closing us in prayer and go ahead and bless our food if you don't mind?